1: going to say, okay this is your assignment for today you do that right it's never a problem when your boss gives you instructions right follow the Lord and this is Paul just go to Damascus what should I do what do you want me to do the Lord thinking like oh wow this is the apostle soon to be apostle Paul he's going to get his full story his whole history ahead of him and he answered the Lord tells him just go to Damascus there you'll be told things of what to do what are you going to do Beautiful. Love it. That's the way the Lord works.
0: When Saul meets Jesus on the road to Damascus, Saul immediately surrenders to the Lordship of Christ. Though Saul's entire life and worldview were rocked to the core, the Lord only gave limited instructions as to what Saul's next steps would be. In today's message, Pastor Eddie teaches us that when we walk with God, we are not given the whole picture and vision for our lives. Instead, the Lord requires daily obedience and surrender through faith. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie with today's edition of Running the Race.
1: Paul is a very wise man, well educated. When they heard that he spoke to them in Hebrew language, They kept all the more silent. Then he said, this is what he's saying. I am indeed a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law and was zealous towards God as you all are today. In other words, Paul is doing. He's identifying with, him, with 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 his with the crowd, with the mob that wants to kill him. He's identifying with them. He said, "I'm a Jew just like you. I'm a fellow Jew." And said, "I was born in Tarsus of Cilicia. So what does that make him? That was Rome. It was a province of Rome. So he's saying, though I was born in Tarsus, so that makes him a Roman citizen. And this is important. Verse three, when we get to the end of the chapter." I was born in Tarsus, but I was raised up. I was brought up in this city, this city, Jerusalem. Not only that, I was at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law. Gamaliel is a first century, well-respected master teacher of the law. Everybody knew who he was. Every Pharisee ever Sanhedrin, He was the most respected man out of all the Pharisees. He was the member of the Sanhedrin, and he was responsible for most of Paul's rabbinic education. Paul was schooled by this man. So for Paul to mention this to the crowd, this is what they're thinking. It's just as if today, if I was to say, well, not today, I was taught at the feet of Charles Spurgeon. Or today, I was taught at the feet of Billy Graham or Chuck Smith. That caught their attention. This is not just a Pharisee. This is not just a Sanhedrin. Obviously, he's more than a Jew. He's, he was taught by this man. And so Paul is relating to his listeners. He's speaking to them in their language at this point. The Roman soldiers, many, maybe many of the, some of them may know Hebrew, but they were really fluent, strongly in Hebrew. And so this is kind of excluding them. He so said, now, let's put the Gentiles aside. It is you and I now. I'm speaking to you in our language. I was a Jew just like you. And that's what he's saying. And that's how Paul was. First thing he does when he shares his testimony, when you share your testimony, is relating, relating. Relating with the people you're talking to. I'm not saying to agree with the sin. Or the Bible says do not imitate the world in the practice of their sin, to imitate their sin. But it's just to relate. Listen, I, yeah, I've been from that. Where, where are you from? Oh, you're from the Bronx. Yeah, I'm from the Bronx. You see how that starts a conversation? He started dying. That's what, this is what Paul's doing. So Paul says, I'm a Jew. 99% of the crowd could agree. Say, yeah, we're all Jews. Yeah, 99%, right? Next, he says, I was, I was taught. I went to rabbinical school, and I, I was taught the strictness of the Father's law, the laws of Moses. How many could say that there were Pharisees in that crowd or in the Sanhedrin? About 20%. I'm just guesstimation. Don't hold me to it Don't write a letter. He taught at the feet of Gamaliel, Maybe 1%. Maybe just a handful. Now he's narrowing down. And what Paul is saying to the people, he said, listen, you want to talk about being a Jew? You want to talk about being zealous for God? Even to kill someone? I was more of a Jew than you were a Jew. That's what he's saying. So he opens up that dialogue to say, listen, I could relate, but I was more of a Jew than you were a Jew. How much so? How much of a Jew were you, Paul? I, got, I hear your resume. Could you imagine somebody in the crowd? What does that mean? Okay. I'll take you a little step further. He's going to go. Verse 4. How much so? He says, I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, As also the high priest bears me witness and all the council of the elders, from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there in Jerusalem to be punished. What is he saying? Now that I told you who I am, my background, my education, where I stand, my zeal of God, this is the proof. I persecuted the way. Who's the way? The Christian church. You don't believe me? What does he say? He says that the priest, the high priest, bears me witness. I went out hounding, looking after them. I searched after the people of the way, the disciples of the Lord. I went after them, looking for them, putting them to death, arresting both men and women, throwing them into prison. And what does Paul says in verse 5? And if you don't believe me, the high priest bears witness. And what else? Not only the high priest, but all the counsel of the elders. The Sanhedrin leadership there in, in the temple of Judaism, about 70. You don't know, believe me? Ask everyone. All. All means all. So ask them. See, they know how zealous for God I was. I have been killed. I persecuted the people of the way. Back in chapter 9, this is the account of Paul's Account of Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus in chapter nine, verses one through two, it says, "Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder, he was breathing, he was practically anger, breathing anger and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogue of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women." He might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now here is where Paul is going to share his testimony. Here he already opened him up. Listen, we're in the same page here. I'm gonna do just like you. Raise, okay? I'm okay. I'm gonna show you how zealous I am from God. But this is how I met the Lord. And what I love about Paul, he's one of the most educated men. The Lord used. That's why I think his conversion is so important for our church history. And we look at scripture, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. It's because of his conversion. He was zealous for God. So much he was willing to kill. And now, here's a very well-educated, wise man who's going to speak to this mob that wants to kill him, to this crowd of worshipers who came in for the feast. He's not going to talk to them theology. And this is what I love about Paul. Though he could. He's not going to speak theology. He's not going to speak doctrine, though there is doctrine, and there's some theology you and I as students can study, but the simplicity of the gospel, he's just going to share his testimony. This is how I came to know the Lord. He's not going to open up his lexicon, in, you know, Hebrew, Greek. He's not going to, you know, go to Deuteronomy. He's just going to share his personal experience, and that's why I say your testimony is very important, whether you have a Bible degree or not. You share what God has done in your life. The greatest testimony you can share to the world is your testimony and what God has done in your life. And this is what Paul is doing. He's going to share uh, how he met the Lord. Saints, when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ, don't try to be smart. Don't try to act like a scholar. Understand the heart. You know, if you want to be a perfectionist, you want to be a scholar, there are universities for that. Just be the simplicity of the gospel. That's all. Share the love of Jesus Christ. Don't give them theology when you're sharing the gospel. They need to meet Jesus first. How can they know? They haven't met Jesus and you're going to give them theology. Simplicity of the gospel. Don't start teaching them in Hebrew and Greek or start talking in King James Version. God don't speak in the King James Version. I came from a church where they try to spiritualize everything and just to make it more spiritual and holy, they speak in the King James They'll talk to you, you know, regular language, you know, New York, you know, mean Spanglish, you know. Hey, how you doing? And then all of a sudden, they they pray in public. For thy, you know, it's, it's like, whoa, really? Come on, let's be real. What I'm saying is, just be simple. People love when you're genuine. When you're not trying to be a scholar. And so Paul is sharing his testimony to his mob and his road to Damascus experience. He was after the the people of the way. In verse six, it says, now it happened. He begins to say, as I journeyed, I came near Damascus about noon. Suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. You know, I love it when Jesus answered him. I think, you know, this is, this is for us, you know, some kind of, this is theology for us, this is doctrine for us. I just love that when the Lord says, I am Jesus when you're persecuting. The answer Jesus gave, he, Jesus, in other words, identify himself with the bride, with the church. He identifies himself with you. So when you're persecuted, God is being persecuted with the Lord Jesus Christ. Is he being persecuted with you? That's what he tells Paul. You're persecuting the church, you're persecuting me. When they mess with you, they're messing with Jesus. You're betrothed to Jesus Christ. You're the bride of Christ. You belong to him. Listen, I have a wife. I love the Lord at grace, but nobody's going to mess with my wife. And that's how it is with Jesus. And Jesus said, you know, he identifies, he says, the reference to me gave Paul the first glimpse of the greatest doctrine of Christian being in Christ. In other words, Jesus saying, listen, you persecute my people, you persecuted me. He continues on at verse 9. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, what shall I do? What shall I do? This testimony, you'll find it, the actual story in chapter 9. You know, if all you are underlined that, what shall I do, Lord? Go back to chapter 9. If it's your Bible, highlight it, because this is the question we should have asked the Lord when we gave our life to the Lord. I didn't ask that. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know. I'm just lost and now i'm found you know lord is just opening my eyes to the things of him and the world but you know when i got to the place and lord what shall i do lord and what does that mean when you ask lord what shall i do is that you're actually wholeheartedly surrendering your life to jesus christ that is complete surrender lord my life no longer belongs to myself i know i am no longer here to please myself lord what do you want me to do what shall i do lord What shall I do? And here Paul, complete surrender to the Lord. Verse 10 So I said, What shall I do? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. Now, I don't know about you, but I would love to have a detailed step by step instructions. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, this is what you okay. What about tomorrow, Lord? Give me my 20 chapters, from the time I surrender my life being born again, to the time I see you in glory. I need to know everything. Can you give me all steps by every step till I see you? Saints, listen. God would never, ever, ever give you the second step until you're faithful and obedient in fulfilling the first. There's nowhere in Scripture you're going to find the Lord's going to give, you know, multiple, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Abraham, that's why he's called the father of faith. Didn't have a Bible. Had no um, uh, uh, godly figures in his life. The Lord tells Abraham, leave. He didn't say where. He didn't have a GPS. Didn't have a map. Just go. And he just started walking. He didn't actually know which direction. Started walking. That's faith not knowing where you're going, not knowing what's ahead of you, you're leaving with your family, you're leaving your home, you're leaving your country to go to I don't know where. That's faith. And because of his faith, the Lord blessed him. That's the way God would. Remember, um, Philip, when, the, when there was persecution in the church, and he, the Lord said, hey, just go down this road, and you'll find a, a man, and then all of a sudden, he, he, he comes across an Ethiopian eunuch. The Lord didn't tell him where else to go. Just go this way. This, go get that carrot, the carriage. Go get that cart. Go get that man in that cart. He's reading something. And he goes, pulls up alongside him. He starts sharing the gospel. Do you know what you're reading? He's reading Isaiah. That's the way it works. That's the way the Lord works. And can I tell you, that's how faithful the Lord is? I could tell you by experience. I'm not only speaking to you to encourage you in the word. I'm not perfect, but I can tell you by experience. Because if I didn't know where God was leading me, we wouldn't be here today. I had no idea that Milford ever existed. I'm from New York City, Orange County, New York. That was it. That was my world. I knew there was a Pennsylvania, but I didn't know that there was a Milford. As far as I knew, Pennsylvania, you know, you know when you Lancaster, you hear about that, the Amish country, or Morris, when they used to have the skating place over there, I'd take my daughters there. My daughters had a birthday. That's as far as I went. I had no idea. I didn't know where Lord Valley was. That's where we started. Lord's Valley, great. You see, all I knew that there was a people who wanted to draw close to the Lord. They wanted a Bible study. I'm one of those guys. I'm a softie. When people need the word, I'm there. I went to East Harlem for a season. I wouldn't go to East Harlem in uniform. Let alone go there and teach the Bible. But this is what it is. You take the first step. God is faithful. You have to be obedient, walking by faith, not by sight. I don't know what lies ahead. I don't know what's going to lie ahead for us next month and the following month. We get some ideas, but don't know what the Lord is doing. I don't know what he's going to do next year, but you know what? I'm seeking the kingdom first, his righteousness, and God's going to add all things. He's going to also take care of my needs, but it's his ministry. I'm just being obedient. You know, like when you go to work. Your boss is not going to tell you the plan for next year, right? You're going to tell you, okay, this is your assignment for today. You do that, right? There's never a problem when your boss gives you instructions, right? Follow the Lord. And this is Paul. Just go to Damascus. What should I do? What do you want me to do, to the Lord? Thinking like, oh, wow, this is the soon-to-be apostle Paul. He's going to get his full story, his whole history ahead of him. And the answer to the Lord tells him. Just go to Damascus. There you'll be told things of what to do. What are you going to do? Beautiful, love it. That's the way the Lord works. Verse eleven. And since I could not see for the for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Then a certain Ananias. This is not the Ananias that died because he lied to the Holy Spirit to Peter. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law. You see, Paul's still relating. This this Ananias, he's like you and I, he's a Jew. A devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, love it. You know what I love about this? Saul had a reputation to be a, a, a terrorist. Paul was Saul the terrorist, terrorizing, persecuting the church. But now he calls him brother. Isn't that beautiful? Brother Saul, receive your sight. And he said, and at that same hour, I looked up at him. Then he said, the God of your fathers has chosen you that you should know his will and see the just one. Speaking of Jesus Christ. And hear his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men. This is Paul. This is His calling, you're going to be a witness to all men. You heard the voice of Jesus Christ, the just one. And now this is being fulfilled before their very eyes. He's speaking to this mob, a crowd that wants to kill him. It's being fulfilled before their very eyes. It already began when he went to Asia Minor and Galatia and started sharing the gospel. It's being fulfilled. It parallels to when Jesus went into the temple, remember? And he reads a scroll that they pull out from uh, the shelf there in the synagogue. It was random. It wasn't in order. It was random pulling of the scrolls, and they had someone read it. And he said, you know, the Lord has sent me to preach good news to the poor. And then he goes on. He says, this has been fulfilled before your very eyes. Amazing. When God organizes everything, you're faithful to follow him step by step. Everything falls into place. And what's been really spoken, if the perfect will of God falls into place. Now the apostle Paul uh, was once known to be Saul the terrorist. Now he's a witness. He said, for you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and what you have heard. This is the message for you, for your testimony. You're going to be a witness for what you have seen God done in your life and what you have heard through the studying of the word of God. That's your testimony. And again, your testimony is the greatest testimony. So Ananias continues to speak to him, verse 16. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. In other words, Paul, you got your commission. Now get up and go. Get baptized and start your ministry. It's amazing. Jesus, before he began his ministry, what happened? He was baptized. He was baptized. And that's when his ministry began. Verse 17, now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance and saw him saying to me, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So the Lord spoke to him. Now he's leaving. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I've imprisoned and beat those who believe on you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, this is important. I also was standing by, consenting to his death, and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. He's sharing this to the you know see. He's sharing this with the crowd He so listen. I was behind the first Christian martyr in all church history, Stephen. I was the one consenting. I was the one there. I was encouraging and cheering these men on. I was holding their garments. I was holding their clothes while they were picking up their stones and stoning him as Stephen calls and sees the Lord. I was there. And they know this. And he's sharing this with them. And some of them most likely in that that crowd say, yeah, I heard about that. That guy, that Christian martyr, that guy of the way being stoned. So Paul is is, is sharing this. And then verse 21, then he said to me, depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. So this is the end of his sharing the testimony. Now, Paul, without doubt, would have continued on. Continue on. If you study the life of Paul in his ministry, Paul could be here to midnight, to daylight. You remember when he was teaching at the upper room, third floor, and, uh, and there was this young boy sitting at the window ledge, and it was, you know, to midnight, he falls, and, and the Lord, he, he, miraculously, he's, he's healed, uh, but Paul goes back up and taught to daybreak. Meanwhile, there's a kid lying down on the floor. This is Paul. He will continue on teaching. He will continue on speaking. Paul has an audience listening in. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if they want to kill him. And so now he's sharing his testimony, but here's when the crowd comes in. I'm
2: running the race.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Running the Race. Eddie will continue teaching through the book of Acts next time. Now we want to encourage you to become a Facebook friend with us. Log on to runningtheraceradio.com. You can also subscribe to the Running the Race podcast at runningtheraceradio.com. Or search for Running the Race in the iTunes store. If you're like most people, you probably use a smartphone. Once you subscribe to the Running the Race podcast, you'll always have solid Bible teaching available to you, anywhere, anytime. So log on to RunningTheRaceRadio.com and subscribe to the Running the Race podcast. Again, to become our Facebook friend and access the archive of messages, log on to RunningTheRaceRadio.com. Now here's Tracy with information about how you can help partner with us.
2: We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that running the race is missionary work? It is. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Running the Race. Go to runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Give option in the main menu.
0: Thanks, Tracy. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next study as Eddie shares insights with us from the Book of Acts. That's next time on Running the Race.